Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. We don't have any more events planned for October besides some great workouts, but in November, Coach Lindy is going to do a nutrition challenge. This is going to be something that's going to work with the holidays, not against them, and for you to stay track on your fitness goals as well. So stay tuned for more information. Coach Lindy is going to put on a nutrition challenge for November. I always get a lot of questions throughout the week about fitness and health. Sometimes I don't have a whole lot of time to talk to the client about something. Maybe it's in between two classes, but today I'm going to cover a few questions that I got earlier this week and last week. Hopefully there's some good stuff in there that's going to help you out as well. Question number one is about cholesterol. Before I go into some details, I just want to say that I'm not a medical professional. You don't want to mess around with any uh, medications or diagnosis without your doctor. So make sure that you advise the right people. With that said, I'm just going to give you a few things to kind of think about and to keep in mind when you hear stuff about cholesterol, what to do and what not to do. We've talked about cholesterol a little bit before on this podcast. I think it might be buried back there somewhere with a, another Q&A episode. The dietary cholesterol, so let's say you eat cholesterol, a lot of people get this from maybe egg yolks. That doesn't necessarily automatically increase the amount of cholesterol you have in your bloodstream. It is your liver that's in charge of how much cholesterol you have. It's your overall health. It's your liver. It's not necessarily how much cholesterol you consume. There's people in case studies where they've eaten 30 eggs a day for a very extended period of time and they have healthy normals in their bloodstream so it doesn't always uh, equate to eating more cholesterol and you have more in the bloodstream the question i got at the gym was my cholesterol went up i did my yearly checkup is that something i need to worry about for this person in particular i know for a fact that they are much healthier now compared to what they were a year ago so that's something to take into consideration this person is 100 percent healthier now compared to before so this could just be something a little bit random or something that's not a whole lot to worry about you always have those two different types of uh, cholesterol you get the ldl and the hdl so one of them the hdl it's better for you the ldl not so much you want to look at the ratio of those is the hdl going up to is the hdl high that can counteract uh, a lot of the negative effects from the ldl increase I've seen this a lot of times before where someone makes a, a change to their diet. Maybe they go from eating less processed foods and less sugar to more whole foods and lower carbs. And that makes you more efficient at using fat as fuel. You're going to have more fat running through the system as well too. So that could be a explanation to see why the cholesterol kind of moves up. There's a few other things that's going to raise your cholesterol. So if you consume high fructose corn syrup, that is not a good option. If you cut out the obvious junk food, then you're probably not getting a whole lot of this in your diet. But there could still be some sources in there. Maybe it's a sauce you like. Maybe you still haven't kicked the soda altogether. So really check the labels for high fructose corn syrup. That is trash. That's going to mess with your cholesterol levels. You want to avoid that as much as possible. And the same thing goes for hydrogenated oils. So hydrogenated oils, it might be pretty far down on the label. It might be tucked away on that ingredient list. It might be a dressing that you really like or maybe a spread of some sorts. 
These two things are gonna be worse for your cholesterol uh, than anything else. High fructose corn syrup and hydrogenated oils, it's gonna sneak into all kinds of um, food products because it's gonna make them tastier and last longer and that's something you really wanna watch out for as well. Those are the things to avoid that's gonna raise your cholesterol levels. Something that you can eat and focus on to lower your cholesterol is gonna be fiber. Fiber is gonna help lower cholesterol and something that's been especially um, productive at lowering cholesterol is oatmeal. I'm not talking about the instant stuff or the sugary stuff, just good old fashioned oatmeal. That is something that's been proven to lower cholesterol. So if that's something that you like, you don't wanna eat tons of it, it still has a good amount of carbs in it, but it is a very uh, tasty snack that keeps you full for a long time and it's something to try. So the person that asked me the question, they're a lot healthier now compared to what they were a year ago from their last checkup, but the cholesterol still went up. There's a few other things that could have happened right here. If your uh, previous meals are way off, let's say you didn't follow the fasting protocol completely, what you eat right before taking a test like that is gonna affect it, or even what you eat the day um not just right before, but the day before. You can't just have a sleeve of Oreo and some pizza and think that, oh, when I wake up next day, I'm gonna be good to go. That thing takes a while to clear, so you wanna make sure that you follow the protocol. If you need to fast, make sure that you fast and look for um, the caffeine recommendations too. A lot of times with the fasting, it'll say, oh, just don't eat anything. But if you slam a ton of coffee, that is also something that's gonna tempor temporarily short-term increase the amount of fats you have in the blood system. This is most often a positive thing. It increases fat burning, coffee is awesome. But if you have a bunch of coffee on an empty stomach and you're going into this thing, you don't wanna see that number being elevated temporarily. So watch out for the meals uh, the day of, the day before, watch out for having a ton of coffee as well. Question number two was from a new prospect. They're looking at our offerings. We have Swift, 30-minute class without heavy lifting. We have CrossFit, 50-minute class. We do a lot of barbell lifting in that class, and then we do personal training as well. So their question was, which one of these options are the best one? My opinion is the best one is to do a little bit of everything. There's not gonna be one of these that's gonna fix everything uh, for your health, fitness, for what your goals are. I like to blend it as much as possible. Ideally, you do all three of them. So you have the CrossFit workout, you have the Swift workout. Some days you're not feeling a 50 minute workout, but you can squeeze in a 30 minute workout. Some days the Swift workout's got a ton of burpees, your back is a little tender, you don't wanna do any burpees. But the CrossFit workout, the programming looks a lot better for you that day, so you're gonna go with that CrossFit workout. It opens up the schedule. Um, like crazy, you got seven days to choose from. You can go early in the day, you can go later in the day. So I like combining Swift and CrossFit. You don't wanna do just one of these. And then sprinkle in some personal training as well. Maybe it's uh, once a month, maybe it's once a week, but you need to dial in on that pull-up you've been working on, or maybe it's the technique on the snatches that you wanna practice a little bit. There's something that you need to dial in a little bit extra on. It's not gonna happen in class. You need that one-on-one -on -one attention from the coach. So. My recommendation is Swift, personal training, CrossFit. You should do all three of these. You have the most amount of times to choose from. You get the longer workouts, you get the shorter workouts, you get the personal attention from a coach. Don't forget about doing some personal training every now and then. You can do that with me, Coach Lindy, Coach Ashley, 
Courtney. Yeah, pick someone you like, pick someone that's good at a certain thing that you want to get better at too, maybe. It's all up to you, but it's a good mix of everything to keep you dialed in, varied, and focused. Question number three is, bike or rower, which one is best for you? This is a good question. Maybe you're just thinking about choosing one for a workout where you have the option, or maybe you're looking at buying one for your house so you can do a little bit of extra work. Both of these are great options. Metabolically, you can practice something that's more powerful on either one. You can do a short all-out sprint on the bike. You can do a short all-out sprint on the rower. So metabolically, you can go short, you can go long. Both of these are low impact. So for a lot of people running very far distances or doing a lot of uh, jumping, skipping, it's gonna be tough on the joints. So both the bike and the rower, it's very soft and easy on the joints. The muscles used, you probably use a little bit more muscles on the rower. So the rower, you work the whole backside of your legs, your upper body, you're driving with the quads too. There's probably slightly more muscles used on uh, the rower for the bike, I'm assuming we're talking about the Airdyne or a similar one where you're kind of using the arms as well too. So a slight advantage to the rower on this one. Um, a disadvantage of both of these things that I'm not a huge fan of is that you're sitting down. Most people, you sit down in your car, you sit down at work, you sit down to eat. We sit down too much as it is. So if you're thinking about getting one, uh, one of these two, or maybe even throw in the option of maybe going for the ski erg, it's also awesome because you're standing up, you're on your feet, you're gonna use your hips more, so you're gonna use your core a little bit more as well. But if I had to choose one of these, it's probably gonna be the rower because you have slightly more muscles that are being used and active while you're going. Can you drink too much caffeine? I'm a big fan of coffee, I drink it all the time, but you can definitely have too much caffeine and caffeine is not only gonna come from coffee, you might get it in a supplement or maybe a pre-workout drink or something similar. You can definitely have too much caffeine. The biggest uh, downside is that it's gonna affect your sleep. It's interesting because it affects people very differently. Some people, it takes them a long time to go through the caffeine, get it out of their system. The half-life changes a lot uh, from person to person. It's a few hours for some people. It's way longer for some people. So you should know if you're sensitive or not. Uh, take some notes on nights that you slept well or not so well, and you should be able to kind of clue in on this. If you have too much caffeine, you might experience more anxiety than usual. That is something that's a side effect of having a lot of caffeine. What caffeine also does is that it increases your heart rate. This might not be great for you if you're doing a CrossFit workout. It's a 20-minute AMRAP. You're doing pull-ups and running, and you feel like the heart is beating out of your chest. Caffeine is probably not helping you at this point. Maybe you need less caffeine before doing this. But let's say the workout is all lifting, it's not a whole lot of cardio, maybe you want that little extra edge that caffeine gives you, now it's the time to use it some more. So if you frequently feel like your heart is beating very, very fast while working out, um, that's part of what we're looking for, but you also don't wanna feel like it kinda slows you down or hinders you from uh, enjoying the workout or having a good performance as well, know that caffeine is gonna increase your heart rate 
and you can overdose and die off of caffeine. This is not going to happen from drinking coffee or having a bunch of rain or bang at the gym. This is something that happens to people that try and supplement with uh, caffeine. They take it in powder form, which is very dangerous because it's a very uh, light substance. You need very precise scales to dose this properly. So if you drink rain, if you drink bang, uh, or coffee, you're not going to overdose uh, and get into that lethal territory. But you will find caffeine sold as a powder on uh, on websites and stuff like that. That is nothing you want to mess around with and know that it is very potent like that. The last question for today is, what should I drink or eat when doing back-to-back -back workouts? At the gym, we offer a lot of classes. Sometimes people will take a CrossFit class and then do a Swift class right afterwards. This is very hard to do. It takes some time to build up to, but it is possible if you're consistent with your training. This is awesome if you're really pushing for a goal or maybe you don't have a whole lot of open days later on in the week to work out and you want to squeeze in the reps while you can. This is awesome. Good for you. This is probably the only time where your body's gonna soak up sugar like it's nothing. So maybe you go for a, a body armor like we sell at the gym. It's pretty much a uh, Gatorade with a little bit less sugar and more electrolytes. So this is a good option. This is always a great time to have a protein shake. So the protein shake, it doesn't have to be for after workouts only. It's a great snack before working out. It's a good snack in between two workouts and it's a good snack after working out. So protein shake, always a good option. If you feel like you're completely drained and spent, then you might need a little bit of that boost of having some extra carbohydrates. You want something that's light, that's gonna settle quickly and not weigh you down. Maybe it's a piece of fruit, maybe it is a body armor like I mentioned earlier too. This is probably the only time where sugar is gonna get um, put to use very quickly. It's gonna be uh, very safe for you. It's not gonna have the same negative benefits, negative effects compared to having a soda watching TV. The quote of the week is, if everyone could be in the special forces, it wouldn't be special. If you've seen this quote at the gym earlier in the week, you probably thought to yourself, that's kind of a douchey quote, that's a little bit elitist. But that's not my intention with the quote. My intention with this quote is the complete opposite. How rare is it to be fit? Unfortunately, it's pretty rare today. If you've seen this quote at the gym, it means you're going to the gym, you're working hard, you're taking care of yourself. That is when you can help lift others up. That's when you're strong. That's when you're healthy. You can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. Today, 85 million people in the US have prediabetes, which usually turns into type 2 diabetes within five years. Less than 5% of adults participate in 30 minutes of physical activity each day. More than 80% of adults do not meet guidelines for both aerobic and muscle strengthening activities. If everyone could be in the special forces, it wouldn't be special. You seeing this quote at the gym, you listening to this podcast right now, it means that you're special, you're taking care of yourself, that's a good thing. Keep being special, keep working hard. When you're healthy, when you're strong, you can help lift others up. You cannot do that if you're not healthy yourself. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week. I hope you are as well. I'll see you at the gym.